Hello everyone, Joe and Kelly here from Cabin Coffee doing another session of The Roast. I have with me Anne and Emma from Encompass Health. I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that you guys are located inside of Sacred Heart and you're kind of your own your, your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of one of the best kept secrets of Eau Claire. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I've worked with you, Anne, and I am so happy that you are running this as as the CEO of Encompass Health. Tell me, well, tell the audience, what is Encompass Health? What do you guys do? Yeah, so it actually is quite uh, quite confusing. So having the opportunity today is really helpful. Um, So we are a hospital inside of another hospital. So we're the rehab hospital of Western Wisconsin, a partnership of HSHS Sacred Heart and Encompass Health. And so um, we are located on the eighth and ninth floor inside of Sacred Heart, but are completely separate hospital from Sacred Heart. And so we have our own leadership team, we have our own EMR, we have all of our own workflows, processes, everything to serve the community um, for those that need rehab services. Inpatient only though. I was just going to ask, so rehab services, there's inpatient and outpatient. Mm -hmm. What does inpatient rehab consist of? I'm going to let Emma answer this question. Sure. So inpatient rehab, um, and just to clarify, um, because I know there's been a lot of questions that have come out in the community, um, just with my role as uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. Um, And at an inpatient level, uh, patients will be doing three hours of therapy five days a week. Um, We're able to make modifications as needed if patients um, are requiring that. Um, but we always meet patients where they're at to help them reach their goals, um, goal of going home, um, getting better, um, and getting stronger. And then, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, um, and within the inpatient setting, we have um, certain requirements, um, and one of them being a physician would round a minimum of three times a week. Um, We have RNs that are staffed around the clock. We have um, our own pharmacist, dietitian, um, a wound care nurse, case management team, um, everything to help support a patient and um, their higher level of needs. Mm -hmm. So are people in the hospital um, because they've had an event and then they're doing rehab before they go home? Or are you taking people from home that need a lot of support? We can do both. Because we're a hospital, um, we can admit from anywhere. So um, the acute care hospitals, nursing homes, assisted livings, um, home health care agencies, or um, if someone went home from the hospital, say, and they're just really struggling, really having a hard time, it's it's not what they thought it would have been. People call us from home all the time and say, hey, I need help. And then um, my role as a liaison, I help people get to us. Awesome. Yeah, and I think one of the important things to note is there's also a medical component to it um, where maybe there's a lot of changes to medications that are still occurring or blood pressure, we're still working on stabilizing that. There's also that medical piece that requires the physician to see them at a higher frequency than what we would see in maybe some other rehab settings. Um, So it's kind of like med surge with very robust therapy. Okay, so what is an average time that a patient might be with you? Our current average length of stay is 12 days, which is pretty consistent across the nation as well. Um, Some patients, depending on their diagnoses, may have a shorter length of stay. Um, I believe our ortho patients are averaging just about 10 days right now. So depending on the reason that they're with us, that can vary, but our average is 12. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people, if if you're a patient that 
has had surgery. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned ortho. Yeah. Is that uh, hip replacement? Like, what does that look like if, you know, if I'm a caregiver and think, mm-hmm. oh, I might, uh, I might look into your services. What kind yeah. of patient should we be looking for? Yeah. Um, so being that you mentioned ortho, um, yes, people who um, they fall, they break their hip, maybe mm-hmm. they're going in for hip replacement. Um, we take care of patients who have joint replacements, um, those who maybe have a fall and they break their arm or their clavicle, and now they're right-handed and they can't use their right arm. So mm-hmm. that's something where we could help people, you know, learn to dress again or, um, you know, maybe making dinner a different way and working with those restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and we, we help people with those types of surgeries, but then also those who have been involved in maybe a very serious car accident, um, who have spinal fractures and um, several different fractures throughout their body. Wow. Yeah, and we're not a custodial situation. So if it's someone, sometimes we see where patients may be non-weight bearing for 12 weeks and they just need to wait out the weight bearing, we would not be appropriate for that type of patient who needs 24-7 caregiving while they heal and not necessarily the intensive therapy component. So I think that's one of the things that we've really been working on educating is just to understand what our level of care is in the community because even though Sacred Heart had an inpatient rehab program prior, it was very small and it was a bit of a secret in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just educating the community on what our level of care is and how that fits to all the other post-acute strategies okay. has been one of the things that we've been working on. So if someone has a question, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can call um, our admissions line or um, myself, my... I, do you want me to give my phone number? It's totally up <laughs> yeah. to you. I mean, yeah, my number is 715-579-2346. Okay. Um, and that's my direct liaison line. Um, happy to answer any questions. Otherwise, um, we have our admissions line. Um, we also have a Facebook page that people frequent quite a bit. Um, we have a website. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call off of um, the website um, just inquiring. Okay. Um, and that's okay, but... Um, we do. We try to do a very good job of, you know, connecting with home health care agencies, hospitals, so that you know we've at least tried to stop and talk to as many people so that they know that we're a resource and they can call on us. Oh, what a great resource to the community! And I have to say, I had the pleasure of taking a tour, <laughs> and you guys have some amazing equipment, like state of the art stuff up mm-hmm. there. Like, tell me a little bit more about what you have on these two floors. Sure. So I think. I think my favorite piece of equipment um, is our Bioness Vector system. Um, it's, I, I guess to explain it, uh, it's a track that is on the ceiling um, and patients can um, be fitted into a harness um, and it can offload a certain percentage of weight um, to help them walk again. So um, spinal cord injuries, um, strokes, amputations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very cool piece of equipment. Wow. And you can change that. So Mm -hmm. as they are able to continue having more weight bearing, you can increase the amount that they get. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, even just going from sitting to standing. So you can have the device that Emma mentioned. It can help you 50%. And as you get stronger, you can change that to only helping 25%, eventually helping to 0%. Um, And so it's a really nice way to allow the therapist to facilitate in other ways versus just the physical assist of standing. And so it's just really allowed us to do so much more to help progress our patients to meet their goals. And lots of times that goal is to get back to walking or Mm -hmm. independence in some form of mobility. 
Yeah. I also like the Bioness bits. Um, it's essentially like a large video game, if you will, but it focuses on visual perceptual. It has a balance disc. So you can challenge all these functional pieces, but make it really engaging, uh-huh. especially since we see that our patient population is becoming more tech savvy, having ways to include computers and technology in their recovery versus paper and pencil tasks. So this takes a lot of those things we used to do on paper and puts them in this interactive technology. And so I think that's really cool. It just keeps building and adding new um, uh, games and things like that to it, which is pretty neat as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. Very progressive. Yeah, Yeah. very cool. Yes. I'm just thinking about my next surgery that I'm going to have because I'm (laughs) probably due for one or two coming up here with uh, new knees and new hips or shoulders from my playing football days. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, great. And uh, you guys live very close to us and I learn something new every day and even on this podcast. Yeah, uh, it's uh, very fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Well, secretively, I was thinking about you, by the way. I was like, (laughs) "Uh, you know, you're a big guy. I don't know if I can help you with rehab. I might have to just chuck you into Encompass over here. (laughs) We'd take you. Uh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, What other questions do you have, Joe? I I think, like I said, it's just uh, not knowing of hearing about it and knowing that you're on the top floors of Cigar Hospital. but not really understanding what that looks like or what it consists of. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't come across a need for any of these medical services yet recently. <laughs> um, you know, but it's, I think it's important to get the, the, the message out there so people who are having these issues or yeah. had an event are able to find other resources. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, just to your point, well, I haven't needed it yet. I think that's true for a lot of people. They don't realize what's in the area until you need it. So even knowing like, hey, this is in my local community, so I don't need to go an hour and a half, two hours away to get this service. You can do it right in your community when and if you need it. Um, and I think one of the things that we've learned particularly is that um as a community, we need to collaborate on the services and the needs of our community and work together as health systems to be able to make sure that we are working towards the best interests of our community. So um, that might mean keeping people in the community versus sending them out, or um, maybe I'm doing something really good at the rehab hospital, but another organization has outpatient that's going really well. How do we partner together to make sure that all of the needs of the community are being met so that when you do need it, you know, and you can get it here versus versus having to send out. Um, I hear that a lot from our patients that we're just glad that we could stay here and we didn't have to go far away. Now my family can visit. Now I can access appointments and follow up much easier than if they would have had to go elsewhere. That's so true. I didn't even think of that Mm because we didn't have anything like this at all. And there's nothing really close. Mm -hmm. So just keeping people in the community closer to home where they have a support Mm -hmm. system. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. I think that's very beneficial. And because we are a hospital, we can take really complicated things like um, we've had some pretty extensive wound care needs of our patients. And, and lots of times that's an area that's not been met to its to the best that we could meet it in the mm-hmm. community. And now we're able to do that. So people who find themselves in these really hard situations, we're here to help them and keep them here. So mm-hmm. I think as long as we understand our needs as they change as a community, that we can continue to adjust our hospital and hopefully other healthcare systems will do the same so that our patients and our community members don't have to leave the community. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of all the research, too, how beneficial rehab is. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just 
associate certain symptoms with either getting older Mm -hmm. or whatever happened in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we deal with it. Yeah. You know, I think reaching out is important Mm -hmm. and actually getting treatments that, that, that are there and help to support you getting back to whatever that new normal looks like, I think is, um, it's important. Well, and I'm an occupational therapist by trade. And so I, I believe that we all need therapy in some capacity. It never hurts us. It can always help us improve upon something. But I do think there is this misconception. Well, I'm in my 80s, so I can't, I can't participate in an intensive therapy program. But therapy includes working on compensatory strategies about how do I put my socks on now that I've had a hip replacement? Mm. Or how do I cook myself a meal now that I have weakness on one side after a stroke? So therapy isn't like going and bench pressing 350 pounds <laughs> as I look at Joe, but like it is working on those things every day to get you back to where you were before. So mm-hmm. I think just understanding how therapy can be helpful and the things that we work on to help people regain their independence is pretty powerful as well. Well, it sounds like you're really meeting the patient where they're at yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so individualized in your approach to work with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you're not, if you don't go for a three mile walk, we're not going to have you bike for three miles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're going to look at what you need in order to achieve your goals and what those goals are and then tailor the therapy to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking right now of all of the times I could have used you in, uh, in, in my uh, injury-laden past of uh, shoulder <coughs> surgeries and uh, I, I'm, I'm spinal cord damage. I, I had that, and uh, you yeah. know it, it's mm-hmm. so right because you. I went from being a completely able-bodied person to damaging my spinal cord, yeah. and um, the unknown I think was probably the scariest part because mm-hmm. didn't know at what point in time or what capacity I was going to be able to to function anymore, yeah. and. Uh, I just think having that as a resource is, it w- it would have been invaluable because I think it would have taken away a lot of the anxiety that I did have. Yeah. So, so after your injury, did you have an inpatient stay at all, or did you go right home after the initial hospitalization? I was in the hospital for two days afterwards, and then I was sent home um, and then did physical therapy. Um, outpatient. Local outpatients. Uh, but, yeah, still, I, I still... Di- the idea of, of having to put on my socks and mm-hmm. how to adjust and do that, mm-hmm. I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I did not want to have to rely on my children and my wife yeah. to get me dressed because Absolutely. I still have that, uh, you know, sense my, of dignity, my pride, my yeah. dignity and my yeah. ego, like yeah. uh, it's, it's my socks, but uh, yeah. But it's a big deal when you can't do little things. Super big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think of, it would have probably eased a lot of the burden um, to have this facility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, sometimes we're not great about talking about the hard things or understanding because in a trauma situation, right, we're focused on saving your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the ER doctors, the surgeons, the hospitalists, uh, trauma, whoever it is, they're focused on saving your life. But then what is your life after you leave? Mm -hmm. So you're living, you're alive, you're going to be okay in sense. 
but life as you knew it two days ago is very different than it is now. And so how do we have the ability to talk through what is that going to look like? Even something as simple as a shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. you're going to go have your rotator cuff repaired. You're immobilized for eight to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get dressed? How do you put your shirt on? Mm-hmm. Do you have the right clothing to be able to get yourself dressed? Sure, you're going to have your wife who might be able to help, but maybe she works full time or mm-hmm. maybe it's not something you want your wife, but we're so focused on the healing of the shoulder and what it looks like six months from now. We don't really think about, well, what are you going to do for six months? So how do we help with that? What can what mm-hmm. can we do to, there's lots of strategies and tools and equipment and things to be able to help people maintain their independence. You but know, we don't do a great job talking about it. No. And that old saying, like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, well, this mm-hmm. is why I'm so happy you guys are joining the show. Hopefully some listeners now know about you and know yeah. about the services. And I think of the improvement of quality of life, really, mm-hmm. as you talked about living and m- maybe a trauma, mm-hmm. your life is saved, or maybe just a surgery. Mm-hmm. But how does that quality of life look mm-hmm. and how can you improve it? Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Hopefully mm-hmm. people now know about you. I so. think it's huge, though, too, because I think you you said um, you just chalk it up to getting older. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and because you deal with these, and, and it's a slow progressing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. th- thing that progresses so slowly that it becomes the norm. And mm-hmm. now I'm talking to you thinking, like, holy cow, like, there's a lot of things I could probably could address right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know? maybe I could feel better. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I could do better. One hundred percent, because you, you start to – that this is your norm, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in pain. And, uh, you know, I've had 13 surgeries in yeah. my life and not little ones. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm set for more. So this just gives me like another, maybe a little peace of mind. Yeah. And uh, yes, I am fortunate. I have a wife. Um, and so she's able to help me. But if I wasn't, if I didn't, mm-hmm. if I wasn't married, if I yeah. by myself, mm-hmm. that is a tremendous undertaking that yeah. I don't think that I would be able to handle. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I guess my next question is, do you have a freaking flyer card? Because... <laughs> Joe and I are getting older. I might need to. I might need a frequent flyer card with you guys. Well, we've only been open since March, so I we don't have a ton of frequent flyers at this point. But punch card yet? Right. Yet. Shoot. Um, but that's a barter not for coffee. How's yes. that sound? I mean, I do love coffee. Um, I, but in other Encompass Health is a nationwide um, acute rehab organization, and I actually just got the privilege last week to spend a lot of time with some of the CEOs from the other Encompass hospitals, and that is common that you have patients that may come back multiple times because they're a Parkinson's patient, for example, and so we know Parkinson's is a progressive neurological mm-hmm. disorder, and so they might be doing really well one day, but then have a their condition progresses, and now they could benefit from intensive rehab again. So that's what we do best, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can come back, get stronger, regain some independence. Sometimes it is compensatory strategies because it might be a progressive situation, but, um, so yes, but we're still new. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the only other question I have is when we think about services, you know, in healthcare, especially a lot of times are people are wondering either how much is this going to cost? Or is this something that's covered by insurance? Do you guys help people understand what their insurance benefits look like? Or what would you say to that? Sure. So um, part of the process, um, we my job is I help clinically review patients to see if they meet inpatient criteria, but then also we um, have conversations with our doctor and then we um, will submit to a patient's insurance company, um, you know, and we have a wonderful team of admissions liaisons um, who help more so on the insurance side. Um, and 
they're very communicative with us um, so that we can relay those messages to the case manager or the patient. Um, you know, we work with patients um, if there's more information needed, if, you know, we need mm-hmm. certain numbers off their insurance card. But yes, we, we help patients with that insurance process. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because that's hard to navigate sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and we disclose if there's a deductible and how much they have mm-hmm. left based on what the insurance company has reported to us. So we try to be as transparent as we can with what information we have so that there isn't a surprise um, bill in the end because mm-hmm. no one no one likes that. Yeah, absolutely. And how many people are you up to now? What does your staff look like? Uh, for employees? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have over 100 employees mm-hmm. wow. now. Um, I believe it was 104 mm-hmm. last week. Nice. Um, it could be more because we are growing. Yeah. Um, and so we continue to hire on new folks who have a, who have an interest in acute rehab. So if you know nurses, therapists, mm-hmm. anybody that might be interested, please refer them our way. We definitely awesome. do something special here. And yeah. it's not every day that you get to help people achieve their goals we get to celebrate a lot with our patients so yeah it's it's a very humbling um Mm -hmm. experience and our discharge Mm -hmm. celebrations that Mm -hmm. we do oh my goodness there's rarely a dry eye they're very emotional (laughs) how rewarding yeah yeah yeah. it's wonderful Mm -hmm. yeah huh well joe i think um yeah this we have a very special community And the Mm -hmm. fact that we have also these special services in our community is um, really unique and and, uh, offers a great service to the people that live here. What is your reach? How far do patients travel to come see you? Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's a great question. Well, (laughs) sometimes several states away. Really? Um, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we take patient referrals from anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody who calls um, and wants to come to us, you know, the process is the same if somebody was across the street um, or even within our hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do everything we can to get the patient mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, um, the northern communities, southern, mm-hmm. down to La Crosse, Madison, Milwaukee. Um, so clearly there's a need if people mm-hmm. are coming from all over to yeah. get these services. There's there's obviously a need. Well, and we know that there's um, challenges surveying the bariatric community, um, Mm -hmm. patients that have complex medical conditions, like I mentioned, wounds, IV antibiotics, Mm -hmm. um, uh, difficulty managing pain, those types of things. We can do all of that. Mm. And so I think because there's not a lot of services that can handle all of those things, that our reach is quite far because Mm -hmm. we are a hospital. Mm -hmm. So we can handle those things. We've actually um, have had quite a few bariatric patients because there are facilities who can take them, but they maybe can only take one or two at a time. Okay. Um, or we don't have quite that same limitation because we are a hospital. And so we're, um, have all the equipment and tools and training that we need to be able to care for anyone who might need us. So yeah. our reach is big. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. Yeah, Anything you. else? I know we talked about, a lot and asked a lot of questions and I appreciate you guys so much for not only coming in but what you offer to the community um don't forget to get your bag of roasted beans (laughs) on the way out and your picture um but anything else that you'd like to say as kind of a final a final word 
Um, the only thing that I would say is that we are a community, so we have to work together as a community to address whatever those needs might be. Yeah. And, you know, we're here to talk about acute rehab and what that looks like to help patients regain function to return home. But there also is a growing need for our dementia care in our community. So how do we adjust not only our health care, but small businesses to caring for our aging community members? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it takes all of us to work together to meet the needs as they change. So that's my only ask of the community is that we work together. Well, as a local community business owner, we uh, oh, we concur with that. Yes, one hundred percent. Working together is always better, and supporting each other, lifting each other up, and working together is always good. So, well, thank you guys once again. Thank you Appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you.